The Purple Line is a community podcast bringing you in-depth conversation with diverse leaders. Whether you're a student looking to gather advice or professional tuning in for valuable resources, our dynamic programming provides tips for all ages and backgrounds. Communications Director from the Congressional Hispanic Leadership Institute, Chile. I'm Michelle, and this is The Purple Line. Pay Our Interns is a nonprofit organization that was built on a marketing campaign advocating for paid internship opportunities. Today, we have co-founder Carlos Vera on The Purple Line. Thank you, Carlos, for joining us today on The Purple Line. Would you please let our listeners know a little bit more about you and what inspired you to start this organization? So people ask me, you know, what inspired me to do this? It really came down to personal experience. I did three unpaid internships in Congress, uh, the European Parliament and the White House. And as someone that came from a low-income background, I obviously struggled, you know, how to work other jobs to make ends meet. But I think like most folks, I just kind of thought, I guess, you know, that's what you have to do. And it, it wasn't until years later, I was talking to one of my mentees and he mentioned that he skipped out on buying groceries for the week so that he could pay for dry cleaning costs for his unpaid internship. I was extremely upset when I heard that. And I think at that moment, I kind of realized that this cycle needed to end. So I quit my job, much to the displeasure of my parents, and I started parenting in late 2016. I agree with you. And I think there's this bad habit of young folks when they when they do have this opportunity, they're so new to the workforce. So they feel like they kind of have to settle and that, you know, as companies and people who had to climb up the ladder, it's definitely important for them to provide helping hands and understand that it's unrealistic for an intern to not be paid. Right. Realistically, we have school, we have a bunch of loans we rack up, you know, we have car payments. Eventually we want to move out of our parents' house. And so I'm really glad that you decided to start this. You know, since I've been with Chile, I know we've partnered for a few different events and you've been involved and we've been involved with you guys. Why don't you let everyone know a little bit more background on PR interns and what your focuses are right now? So the purpose of PR interns is ensuring that everyone across the country has access to work experience through paid internships. And in particular, those, you know, from working class backgrounds, Latinos, uh, Black people, immigrants. We're best known for our work in Congress, where we successfully got them to create a fund that has given over $30 million to their interns since late 2018. Besides that, we've worked with presidential campaigns, nonprofits. We're just trying to create this culture in the country where you know young people are paid for their work. So that's what PAIR Interns is all about. And how has it shifted now that we're, you know, in the middle of a pandemic and, you know, there a lot of internships were stopped? How has it affected you guys and have you been able to adapt with it? We had a shift where, you know, our mindset is all about how do you get organizations to pay their interns? But, you know, right now with this economic uncertainty, everyone's hurting. We had hundreds of interns reaching out, like my internship got canceled. How am I going to pay my rent? I need to fly back home, but I can't afford it. So we actually launched this campaign with a company called Simba, and it's uh, called Hashtag Save Internship. And there's two components. One was pushing organizations to go virtual as opposed to canceling the internship. Additionally, we set up an intern relief fund where either got their internship canceled or, you know, need income, but they can't find an internship, can apply and we'll give them from $150 to $1,500 so that they can pay, you know, utility bills, rent, buy food and other expenses. 
Is that something that you're still providing right now? Or did you have to like go back to the drawing board? How does that work? Do you get sponsors to to donate money? Can you share a little bit more about the behind the scenes with that? We actually got almost a thousand applicants in four days. So we had to shut it down because it just, you know, too many applicants and we want to make sure we could read them all. But we've provided, you know, nearly now $30,000 and we close application to help those, but we're in the works of maybe opening it within the next two, three weeks. Initially, we just saw this as a summer thing, but as you know, it's just starting and it's, you know, going to be well into the fall and spring. So we're going to extend the fund. It's mostly grassroots, but we started to talk to, you know, certain organizations. So like if you're a lobbying firm company or, you know, someone that wants to cut a check, please let me know. (laughs) So, yeah. It was probably an overwhelming thing for you guys because you probably weren't expecting to have so many applicants. I could only imagine that you did have to put it into a hall and and kind of figure out how to how to properly manage it. Now that you've seen how successful and how wanted it is. Something that stood out to me, and I think that you guys kind of push this a lot on social media, is the whole movement of experience doesn't pay the bills. Can you talk a little bit about how that began and how that has become basically... My rally cry. (laughs) Yes. It was part of the name of our report, the one that, you know, listed which offices paid and which ones did not in Congress. But the way that it came from was, you know, you always hear some employers say, oh, well, we don't pay them because you're here for, you know, educational purposes, right? And the whole point is, yes, they are there for the educational purposes, but they also have to, you know, pay their rent, buy food while they're doing that internship. I can't go to the grocery store and when the cashier says cash or credit and I'll say, oh, experience, please. It's not a form of currency. So that's kind of where the term came. And then it got really popularized last year when we did a video with Rep AOC and she said the tagline. It's such a short little phrase, but it says everything it has to say. And so you mentioned that you guys were doing research. Have you seen a growth and and the impact that you guys have had with the campaigns that you've been leading? Oh, exponentially. When the report was out, only about 10% of the House was offering paid internships and about, I think, 40% of the Senate. And now it's over 80% in the Senate and over 70% in the House. That's amazing. I'm excited just hearing that. And I mean, I don't think I would have ever imagined a whole movement like that, because to your point, I mean, when I was getting into the workforce, I was like, I have to settle for what comes first. And I think I think that's something that we have to educate our young audience members too, and, and individuals who are finishing school that, yes, you're, you're beginning your career and you're learning, but there's a need for you. And so I know that right now you're focusing on getting paid internships in Congress. Do you see that you will be exploring other industries? So we've already started to branch out beyond that. You know, we do a lot of like nonprofits. We've started going into the private sector. The ultimate goal is to get folks paid in all industries, like journalism and everything. I do think COVID kind of put a halt to that in some ways. One of the things that we're looking at right now is Congress and like, how do we push them to do more for youth unemployment? And when I mean youth unemployment, I'm talking about the 7 million people under 30 that are unemployed. So not just congressional interns. So we're definitely, you know, branching out. I think part of it is also resources. And you know this looking at a nonprofit, it takes money to do this work. So we're working really hard to get those resources so we can have the team and the capacity to do that, right? Because we always get emails from folks being like, when you're going to tackle, you know, unpaid interns in the journalism industry, like hit me up. When you're going to do it in the fashion industry, let us know, <laughs> you know? Uh, so it's definitely something that we want to get to. How many people does it take to run pay our interns right now? So right now, you know, we have a lawyer, four paid interns, myself, the consultant, 
that's about it. That's impressive. And anything that, that you would like to share with our listeners? I think something that's really important to note is, you know, we're not going to solve this problem through legislation alone. We also need a shift in mindset. And you, I think you brought it up perfectly. It's when you're interning, it's not just a take, 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 like you're providing a service to these employers, right? Like you're putting in your work. So like, it's a two way street here, you know, like you should not feel ashamed to just send an email being like, Hey, I know this says unpaid, but can we talk about compensation? You know? So we've really been pushing folks like, how do you learn how to negotiate? Because, you know, as you know, this, like, these are skills that are going to help you down the line. So how do we get young people just kind of push back and not feel intimidated to ask for payment? So that's something that we're really working towards. And I think part of it is demystifying the, the stories, like how do you make people not feel ashamed to share their story of having to struggle? You know, once more people share their stories, you're destigmatizing this problem. Like, hey, it's something that you're not alone. That's something that I think we're really trying to work on long term. That's actually a really good point. I've never really thought about saying like, hey, this internship is unpaid. But what if I reach out? Maybe there's a possibility that they're able to either change that or, you know, I I don't think a lot of people think that they have the ability to ask something like that. So it's really important that you brought it up. And I know that on your website, you also provide a bunch of other resources. How how can we find you? What's the best way? The best way is info at payourinterns.org. We check that every day. You know, if it's like, hey, I need a template for sending an email. What are the specific rules in this state about like, we're here to help. I look forward to seeing what what it is that you're going to be doing in the future, especially, you know, with the adoption of everything going on and, and seeing how how we can do more of a digital launch with internships and and unfortunately, there was a lot of internships that were canceled and students that yep. cited for an opportunity. So hopefully we can work together and, you know, have other individuals with companies that are able to listen to this and yeah. say, like, this is an important thing to keep going and to not cancel those and reconsider that. A hundred percent. You know, we love always working for Chile. Y'all have supported us from day one and we look forward to working together. 